0: Don't assume that free speech means the right to freely hurt people's feelings. Why would you use free speech to hurt someone when we can use free speech to bring people together? This is a time for true unity. What if free speech revealed that we are more united than they'd ever dare imagine? It's time to break
1: free. Rumble.
0: Hey, what it do? I'm your boy Faust, and this is Inside Four Walls. So now let me ask you a question. Why do you think this movie is pissing people off in Hollywood and in the major corporate presses? Why do you think CNN, especially, is getting a little pissed off? Could it be that they have a long-running history? Could it be that perhaps they have a long-running history with these kinds of problems, for example, all the way back here in December uh, December 13, 2021. CNN, uh, this is three episodes. I have a lot of episodes. It's a lot of CNN employees, producers, anchors, funders, editors, tons of people. They have more creeps working at CNN than they have at Disney. And they have the same predilection in, uh, in taste, as you shall soon see. CNN producer allegedly tried to get parents to let him make their daughter sexually submissive. Articles and all there will be linked below. Or over here, December fifteenth, twenty twenty-one. And just in case you're wondering, bam, bam, CNN producer arrested by FBI for sexually training girls as young as seven years old, and many more similar crimes against humanity. Hop over here, and again, there's a lot. If you just go to this website. You can type in on my on my feed CNN. You'll see all the articles about it. There's just three I pulled up real quick. Don Lemon fired from CNN and Don Begins Downward Spiral with new claims of abuse and sexual assault. Don Lemon has a very long history of both sexual assault with so-called fans, coworkers, including some domestics up behind the scenes. So links to all that will be in the description below. So I just kind of sit back and I can't help but think, hmm, CNN, right? Rated the post-millennial. CNN discourages viewers from watching anti-pedophile movie Sound of Freedom. Gee, I wonder why. It's a little close to home, right? You feel a little called out? CNN, uh, uh. It's really funny, though. They ousted their guy, uh, Lich. Chris Lich. And he was really maybe the only chance they had of any kind of redemption. And that's all gone. Kaput. Out the fucking window. So CNN's just on life support. They're running on borrowed time right now. And, and this is good. Because here, this is similar, but also slightly different to what happened in 2016. In 2016, you had regular, non-culture war, non-politically affiliated normies. Who were told, who either went and saw Ghostbusters 2016 and said, oh, this movie sucked. Yeah, I'm, let's go back to 2016 for a second. A normie went and, saw, went and saw Ghostbusters and said, hmm, this movie sucked. And they were t- called a sexist, a misogynist. They were told they hated women, whole laundry list. And then the normies who didn't want to see the movie called the same exact flack. And now you have now you have the inverse, right? Like like in twenty sixteen, all these people were like, "Why am I being attacked? I just didn't either see your movie or I just didn't like your movie. And it's not because I'm sexist; it's just because I didn't like your fucking movie." Now you jump to twenty twenty, right? Or sorry, you jump to twenty twenty three. And you have this movie, Sound of Freedom, which, in its first two days, ousted and outperformed Indiana Jones. Because Indiana Jones had to get a five-day weekend. No so-called five-day weekends were given to Sound of Freedom. We'll get into that. But normies went and saw it. And now, normies, I know people who vote Democrat who saw this movie and were like, oh, wow. This is a great film. I mean, I don't ever, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. But oh, oh my goodness! I, I, uh, I didn't realize it was this bad. They go on, turn on their TV, and they see this. They're told the movie they like is QAnon, and uh, they're very sensitive people. You call them names. You hurt their Fifi's. You, uh, you, you, you stretch them a little too much to get very sore about it. And. They're mad about this. I thought this was fucking hilarious. Well, like one person I know who saw this and got really salty about it. But now you have headlines and stories from CNN, MSNBC, New York Times. New York Times has not done a review of the movie, but they have attacked it. And people are coming out calling it a QAnon conspiracy film, so on and so forth. So you have all these normies being assaulted and made fun of and picked on. And they don't know why. All they know is they liked a movie. And they're looking around like, well, who's not picking on me? Just like in 2016, when these normies were like, all right, well, who's not making fun of me? The culture war right wasn't making fun of them. The right in general wasn't making fun of them. So you now have these people. It's just another way the left keeps giving the right more and more voters. If you don't believe me, how about you go check the lead Trump has in the entire election over everyone running? Yeah, he's now in inarguable across multiple polls leading the charge and it's just because this tactic from the media makes people into voting bases not individuals who vote occasionally you turn it into a whole entire like people have their clicks and all their clicks vote now it's interesting didn't think we'd get here so quickly when the culture war kicked off not did we then again it's 2023 culture war is what about 10 years old now Thomas Stevenson, let's get into it, June 8th, 2023, a three-minute read. In a clip from CNN CNN Network, host Abby Phillip brought on another named Mike Rothschild. Oh, ew. To talk about the Rothschild. To talk about the new and popular anti-child sex trafficking film, Sound of Freedom. Rothschild charged the film. Uh, Yeah, I wonder why Rothschild has issues with this. Hey, never forget it, Rothschild was an island boy. Rothschild charged the film, uh. is created out of a moral panic and QAnon concepts. Uh, yeah, I've shown the QAnon thing for a long time here. And when you, and you know, like any conspiracy theory, any good conspiracy theory, it has little elements of truth mixed in there to add credibility. I think QAnon was a psyop. I think there was a lot of people with things like Pizzagate and Gamergate kicking off, and more and more people becoming aware of like what was going on with Epstein. More and more people started looking, doing research, so in an effort for mass damage control, I think the federal government or some intelligence agency within it started the QAnon thing. That way, any real credible thing that we were talking about, because there is truth to what they talk about with a lot of things. Like, for example, and, and I have come on the show, and I've had to eat my hat once, because... I have a friend of mine who's big into the QAnon shit, and he was telling me, dude, Joe Biden's on a soundstage, I've talked about this so many times, Joe Biden was on a soundstage, bro, that's not the real white, I'm like, what the fuck, he goes, yeah, there's a soundstage in DC, dog. bro, they build a soundstage, and, you know, we're we're, we're passing the J back and forth, you know, the the, the spliffy's going real quickie, and he's like, dog, I'm telling you, man, Biden's on a soundstage, that's not even a real jabby guy, it's fake. It's a fake jab, bro. That needle went inside the syringe, bro. They gave him salient, bro. They ain't giving him that shit. He's on a soundstage right now, bro. There's a soundstage in Delaware. There's a soundstage in DC, man. I'm telling you right now, it's way God, bro. Anja, bro. Anja, Anja. That's how old I am. Anja is still is still a thing we say. That's what older Gen Z say. Before we had uh whatever the fuck you young young Gen Z say. I'm not up on the vernacular. Anyway. And I was like, yeah, 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 I'm sure, dog, two more weeks, two more weeks. And then that picture comes out of the fucking DC soundstage, where they have fucking TVs behind the windows of the White House and shit, the whole soundstage, and then it turns out they have three of these fucking things. And I'm just like, what? He goes, I told you, man, see, trust the plan, brother. (laughs) I'm like, no, you've been psyoped, just because you got something right doesn't mean shit to me, but... Damn, that is a weird thing to be right about. (laughs) Anyway, so I I, I think there was some effort from intelligence agency to push that. Because, you know, what are some of the things QAnon talk about? Some of the things they get focused on. Because it's it's always, what's the media focusing on? They focus on QAnon believes that there are wealthy individuals around the world who peddle and deal in the sexual trafficking of children and child exploitation. Uh, They also believe these are wealthy, well-connected, well-financed individuals who run in similar circles and share similar common interests. A lot of them, you know, they go back to a a shared fraternity at various Ivy League schools around the country. They also are parts of various members and organizations and such things as the World Economic Forum, the Davos group, which are technically separate groups but intermerge a lot. Because Davos uh because the Davos is actually a place, so there is a Davos group there that does similar thing. Anyway, that's a whole, good, that's another fucking rant. Anyway, you get the point. And it's like there's a lot of truth there, but then they're also like and they drink baby's blood. It's like, ah damn it And you know, yeah they shove uh, live guinea pigs in their uh, ear canals and do four-legged cartwheels down cement stairs covered in grease on Thursdays, the ninth day of the week. Also, President Trump will be the God Emperor and re-elected into office in two more weeks, and he is part of a larger underground network that is secretly like he he is god like he's actively the savior he's running and dropping all these q drops and he's like you know it's all this dumb shit where it's like trump's like serial organization like it's like all this truth but then there's also like, this element of like and yes yeah, so there's like malik ball and we know about bohemian grove and all that yes yes absolutely true now, i'm not saying that's not but then you just have all this other bullshit mixed into it too that even if it's true it's so abrasive to the senses that it's immediately discredited because there's even me who can be like, oh, actually, like I'll jump in and be like, no, 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 that Moloch bullshit's real. They do that. Like, I'll jump in and defend people and they bring the conspiracy theories and get attacked for it. But at the same time, homie, like, it, like there's so much shit mixed in. So I just always think it's a big fucking glow-op and a lot of people got suckered into it. Just so whenever it comes up, people are like, oh, yeah, it's that Q shit. Because they, these news articles from these mainstream outlets always talk about, oh, the sex trafficking and the weird baby blood shit. Like, to the point where people are like, Adrenochrome's not even real. It's like, no, no, it, what the, what? Yeah, it's absolutely real. What the fuck are you talking about? It's a medical thing. You can look into it. Like, I've had to pull up on Google, Adrenochrome. If you're like, oh, I thought it was fake. Yeah, because CNN told you it was because they wanted to shit on a fucking psyop CNN thing. On a Psyopt Fed thing. It's ridiculous. Sound Adventure, so I'm just shitting on QAnon. I, I do it all the time. I just can't, I can't. Fucking like goofy. Sound of Freedom is based on the adventures of Tim Ballard, who started out an organization known as Operation Underground Railroad. Ours. Ours mission is to save children from human trafficking, based. Absolutely. Thomas
1: Stevenson with the postmodel. Great to meet you. Um, I saw a clip online that you said you met Tim a few years back, and that's what inspired the film. Um, What was it like to get this
2: going with him? well you know when you meet a hero in real life uh let's say when you watch a movie about heroes not real heroes but you know superman spider-man they inspire you right uh to do great things to you know they inspire you to to save lives you you, you walk out around when i was 15 years old i love hero movies because I, I wanted to become like them but when you meet a real hero not a science fiction hero but a real one it's impossible not to you know trying to imitate him you know tell me who you hang out I'll tell you who you are you become what you read what you eat who you hang out with you know friendship is like an elevator either your friends bring you up they bring you down so when I met Tim butter he brings you up you know I was I was in shock I was inspired but I was in shock too because Because of him, eight years ago when I met him, I learned about human trafficking, child trafficking specifically, in details, and I I couldn't sleep, but I couldn't look the other way around either, so he looked at me and he said, "It's very sad, now that you know it, I know, what I told you is horrible, but now that you know it, if you do nothing, Eduardo, that's horrible too, because then you're part of the problem, part of the problem, what are you going to do? well i'm a filmmaker i have a weapon of mass instruction inspiration film movies can move people movies you know they 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 have a potential to raise awareness to influence how people think Um, they have the potential to detonate a movement. And that's when I realized, okay, I have to put pause in everything that I'm doing so I can dedicate my life to make this movie, to produce this film. And together with Tim Mallard and all his team and all his friends and all the organizations that are fighting to end child trafficking around the world, hopefully this movie will inspire so many people and bring so many people together because only if we come together, government, society, young people, media, we can end this. Terrible reality, and that's my hope as a filmmaker that when this movie comes out on July 4th, uh, millions of people will see it and millions of people will ask the same question that I asked myself eight years ago What can I do to end this? And what impact do you think this will have on the country and the world? Well, I mean, my hope is uh, a big impact, positive impact um A new movement that will put pressure in government because I asked him, "Butter, how come if this is a global problem, especially?" Sorry. What happened? U.S. and Mexico. U.S. number one.
0: Hmm. Hold on. Something. What? Is that on my end? All right.
1: Well, I mean,
2: my hope is uh, a big impact, positive impact, um, a new movement that will put pressure in government, because I asked him, how come, if this is a global problem, especially U.S. and Mexico, U.S. number one consumer of child sex, Mexico number one provider, how come if the U.S. is the most powerful country in the world, you guys have the money, intelligence, the army, police, Why don't we finish this problem? And he looked at me and he said, because it's not a priority. What's going on?
0: Come on now. Hold on. Yeah, I've been having a lot of tech issues. If it's not my computer itself, it's the internet or something. We've had a lot of storms out here too. It rains it pours, right, folks? But we'll get through it.
2: How come if the U.S. is the most powerful country in the world... You guys have the money, intelligence, the army, police. Why don't we finish this problem? And he looked at me and he said, because it's not a priority. I cannot be the solution.
0: What is up with all this? This is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Unfortunately, we're just going to have to move on. Rothschild's wrote a book titled, quote, The Storm is Upon Us, which details many QAnon conspiracy theories, such as the idea... The Democrat Party elite are part of a cabal of satanic... Of satanic worshippers that drink the blood of children. Again, one half of that is... One half that's that same, as far as we know, in many cases, is true. For example, Skulls and Bones, Bohemian Grove... Uh, there are actively satanic rituals... And, fa- like, any prayer or, or uh, false worship of an idol... Can be classified as as a satanic practice. So... You know, it all depends on how you want to play the terms there, but Bohemian Grove worshipping to Malik Ball, which is something that is confirmed to have been a thing that happened with Rothschild's being a major organizer there. I wonder why you guys play defense so fucking hard. But look, moving on, Rothschild target, uh, Targeted said, Rothschild Targeted, that's how it's written, said the film is, quote, being marketed to either specific QAnon believers or people who believe. All of the same tenants as QAnon. Aha. Uh-huh, but claims they don't know what it is. Ah. So even if you don't know your QAnon. Your QAnon. Your Q. I'm Q. We're all fucking Q around here boys. Don't know if you knew that or not. We Q up in these parts. Oh god. A wave of embarrassment just washed over me. But No. I, I, that that's exactly what that verbiage is designed to do. It's designed to say, oh, well, it's, well. I like the movie. I'm not QAnon. I thought the movie was good. Oh, you like the movie? Did you know that you liked elements of QAnon? It's the same shit they did back in the day. It's, it's a lot of these same tactics that you're seeing used. And it's tactics that haven't really, like, they've fallen out of favor. Like, the name-calling hasn't been in this sense in a while this is a specific context i'm starting to see here with this name calling and the way it's affecting the normies the normies are i don't know if you looked around the boy the bud light boycott's continuing we're in the fucking what fourth fifth month of that bitch costco is now no longer going to be selling fucking bud light it's done it's a fucking wrap but the boycott's not done the company might be though however Oh, you're going out to buy the new video game? The one with the female protagonist you have to save? Or the the female character you have to save? Oh, I know you like the game, and you don't mean to be sexist, but maybe you need to step back and examine your internal privilege, alright? Because you're internalizing a lot of shit about your views on women, and it's fucking disgusting. Remember that kind of shit? Anna Kasparian, oh, what was her fucking name? Now, L- Lily Singh was one of them, but I can't think of a uh, of her name. Anita Sarkeesian. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's the name I'm looking for. The GamerGate bitch. Yeah, it's it's the same tactics, and just like back then, people who were smart used it to sell games and ignore the culture crowd. So check this out. It works. And uh, okay, we're just gonna move on. Philip then added that the theme is, quote, the kernel of truth that feeds the QAnon conspiracy theory. Yes, that right now the international slave trade is the largest it's ever been in human history. And overwhelmingly the majority of the slaves in that trade are children who range anywhere between the ages of a few months old to 80s, 90s, if they've lived that long. And a lot of times they can be sold multiple times in a day. Uh, Tim Ballard was actively a special intelligence officer who was sold to quit. And he couldn't pursue this endeavor. And he chose to genuinely ensue and pursue rescuing kids. And now he is one of the number one uh, human trafficking stoppers in the world. So I don't know where the false... In fact, the falsehood is in the movie in real life they rescued like 147 kids in this mission like the real mission but in the movie they only rescued like 50 whatever kids in the movie just they downplayed it for both time budget film production and because they didn't think the audience would believe at home how many kids they saved that's why they were throwing in so many clips of real human trafficking and kidnapping into it this is a good movie i'm not it's good i will only watch again with people who have never seen it (laughs) i'm not putting this on for a, a good time cnn has had its own problems with employees being involved in child sex crimes yeah no shit one former producer at the hey my boy the one I talked about on one of the episodes pulled up here. John Griffin was sentenced to 19 years in prison. Griggins uh, censored a uh, sorry, a woman online to bring her nine-year-old daughter to Vermont to engage in illicit acts. And what's funny, right? They look like the same person, but they're not. He said people are going to see the film. Uh, see the film are attracted to it in a way. That is, quote, (laughs) really? This is the word we're going with. That's, uh, I find it kind of participatory. What do you mean participatory? They go there, they sit down, they're in the crowd, they're experiencing a film with everybody. That's about as much of, like, audience participation as there actually really is. I mean, there's no more audience participation in this than, I don't know, any other fucking film you go to. I don't remember uh, anyone on the right bitching about audience participation when the movie Bros came out. So to sit here and and be like, oh, it's participatory. You're just fucking weird. Honestly. It's uh, a grasping at straws. And and again, the reason why it seems like he's grasping at straws. The people who are attracted to this film are the people who participate. They're pretorial. They, uh, they, they take part in the audience. Okay? Dog, if you're a Democrat, I gu- you're a Democrat who lives in New York, I guarantee you that you're a fan of the opera, and there's far more audience participation in the loud cheering and clapping, and there's a lot more like camaraderie in that scene than there is in a movie theater full of people who volunteered themselves to be depressed for two hours, three hours-ish, almost, if you watch to the end. Some, some of them... I don't know if all theaters are, are still doing like the end bonus after after the credits roll, but you know it's it's goofy. Anyway, as if they feel that quote only people like Tim Ballard and only people like Jim Caviezel, and by extension, only people like the ticket buyer can help bring these trafficker trafficking rings down. Oh, you mean people who raised aware people who are going to see this movie and are helping raise awareness about international child trafficking are helping bring down a ring i mean it seems pretty duh right you say it like it's a bad thing why do you say it like it's a bad thing if people are buying, going out, and it's true—that is a true statement on that last part. I don't think they feel like only Tim Ballard or whatever. I—I I, I think they feel like anyone can do it. I mean, Chris Hansen was sort of a big deal back in the fucking day, if you remember or not. And he stopped a lot of predators, and then you got like Cassidy Campbell on YouTube, and that homie catches predators all the time. We celebrate these individuals, you know. Uh, we all love Taken back in the day. Like, I—I I, I fail to see where you're coming from. I think you just feel called out. And you feel like your daddy's getting insulted right now. Did he buy you? I'm sorry. Let's see. But yeah, no, if you're actively going out and you buy a ticket and you raise awareness about what's going on and more people become conscious of the problem, yes, by shining a light onto the problem, you can help bring down these rings. It is a, a, a fact on its surface. This is just a giant cope from a man from a family full of pedos. Rothschild said people feel as if... I know not all of them, but a lot of them. A lot of them. Rothschild said people feel as if they are, quote, helping to bring down these pedophile rings and save children when they see the movie. And that feeling is comforting, but not true. Well, yeah, you know, by seeing a movie, you're not, like, running into the jungles or sailing out to the middle of the Pacific Ocean, boarding ships of, like... Haitian slave runners and killing them and blood running and getting all the fucking kids out of there and freeing all these slaves you're right you're not going all commando but again you're raising awareness you're also funding a film you're going out you're buying a ticket a ticket from an independent film company that is Christian based that's another element to keep in mind here they're attacking this because it's a Christian based company and I know oh the Christians are under attack no no that's part of it and the big deal is, this is not a Hollywood film. Hollywood rejected, this film was filmed, originally concept in 2016, put to film in like 20, late 2018, early 2019, and only now brought to light because Disney said no, we don't want this film. All the big studios said no, and rejected this film on its fucking surface. So, I really don't want to hear that from anyone. And going forward, pardon me. <sighs> uh A big reason why they're freaking out about this is because independent films are on the rise right now. A24, an independent studio, is outperforming a lot of these Hollywood studios. And a lot of these legacy studios are struggling to keep up with it. But A24 will play ball with a lot of people. However, you have Angel Films, the production company behind this one. And they're not taking any of this Hollywood film. It's all crowdfunding. All the films are crowdsourced and crowdfunded. And Hollywood hates it. They can't get their hands in there. They can't do shit about it. And they can't stop the success of this. And right now, theaters are desperate to make money. So theaters will run it. AMC will run it. just about anything. I have fucking stock in it. I'll tell you. They'll run just about anything to try and keep some value going. I bought it for the meme. I just hold on to it. Moving on. The story depicting the f- depicted in the film is of Ballard, played by Caviezel. And remember, everyone got super mad and attacked Passion of the Christ because they didn't like how accurate it actually was. Again, when you're accurate, it pisses people off. They don't like it. They, they, they like their little Disney-fied narratives that go with things. The story depicted in the film is of Ballard, played by Caviezel, rescuing children after, a, after much strife with working with the U.S. government. Yeah, based. He bumps up against bureaucracy in... Uh, in his position as an agent, he had to quit his job to rescue the kids in the film, and did so in reality as well. This is the beginning of our this would be the beginning of the under of our underground railroad as a non-government organization. The movie focuses on Ballard's mission to save the two children and reunite a family torn apart by child sex trafficking. Again, it's worth bearing in mind. If there was anything, like, dubious about this film, they wouldn't be giving away a decent... They would have more money in their pockets if they weren't matching ticket sales. For every ticket bought, they're buying tickets so someone else can go. Uh, if I still have it, I'll throw the QR scanner up at the, end of this, at the end of this episode. So if you want to scan it, you just scan it, and it tells them, hey, buy another ticket for somebody. It matches it. So I'll just throw it up there. You can check it out if you want and see what it has to say. At the end of the movie, Caviezel appears on screen with a special message to share and urge people to, quote, pay it forward, there you go, and donate to allow others to see the film. Ya boy proudly did. Caviezel says, quote, Steve Jobs once said, quote, the most powerful person in the world is a storyteller. Abraham Lincoln credited Harriet Stowe when he wrote Uncle Tom's Cabin. Abraham Lincoln credited, yep, uh, Harriet Stowe when she wrote Uncle Tom's Cabin. The powerful story inspired millions to rise up and fight against slavery. I think we can make Sound of Freedom the Uncle Tom's cabin of the modern-day slavery. Quote, Sound of Freedom is a hero's tale, but I'm not the one, but I'm not the character I play. It's, a, it's the heroic brother and sister in this film that work together to save each other. Because added, quote, together. We have a chance to make these two kids and countless other children's, other children that they represent the most powerful people in the world by telling their story in a way that only the cinema can do. Yeah, uh, finally some comments. Let's see what uh, Michelle has to say. Quote, This has me fuming. My husband and sister went to see this movie today, and it was absolutely fantastic. We are still choking up six hours later. Yeah. No, nah, it's a rough film to get through. I didn't cry in it, but I, I, you know, I did get that lump in my chest, yeah, that that heavy feeling, that little ball in your throat. Yeah, it it, it fucks with you. It, it is a hard film to watch. It's a good film. It, it it's suspense, but well, and yeah, something I noticed about it, right? There's a lot of films these days that I'll just sit there in the theater, and I and I, I just we'll just get abused use the bathroom, go get snacks, whatever. I'm not, like, I'm, I'm there. I'm enjoying it, but I'm more there for the company I'm there with. But this is actually a film that I, I just didn't want to get up. I didn't want to miss a second of it because it was both a long-form film with a lot of fast-paced storytelling. So it's, it's really good. I, I think it's, I think all of its screws are just about in the right place. There's a couple, couple little parts where maybe it dragged a bit. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Actually, I Actually, I think the movie is probably like a uh, an 8.5 out of 10. Maybe a, uh, I'd give it a nine if I if I thought it was rewatchable. It's the lack of rewatchability just because of how, how fucking heavy the subject matter is, unfortunately. But moving on, <clears throat> we are still choking up six hours later. Why is CNN supporting pe- what? Why is CNN supporting pedophiles for? Oh, I really know. Also, you meant all. I think you meant to say already know. Also, why is I, our border wide open? I know that too. Why does the White House uh, resident sniffing little kids who makes them visibly uncomfortable? I think I know why, too. Uh, Sandra says, The uh, the finished film was kept under wraps by Disney for five years, and it was written w- uh, well before being filmed. It is based on a true story of a brother and a sister who were trafficked and finally rescued by Tim Ballard, insinuating that, that this is a QAnon, that this is a QAnon, is simply ridiculous. By the way, did anyone actually know anyone in or related to QAnon anyway? I know one fucking person. I know one fucking person who's into it, and I don't know anything about it other than what they've told me and what I've said in this episode, making fun of them. But I'm going to wrap this episode up here. This has been Inside Four Walls. Have you guys seen Sound of Freedom? And if so, what do you think? Let me know in the description, in the comment below. Everything you used in this episode will be in the description below. I might only get one episode out today if this even goes before I Go to work. That being said, I will talk to you guys later. Deuce. Let's try this one more time, guys.
1: You seem pretty familiar with him because he doesn't really hide his association with this real wild plot uh, that that involves, you know, drinking the blood of children and things like that.
0: Uh, Again, nothing like that, nothing like that is mentioned in the film whatsoever, at all, and they're only saying that because they really hope their audience watching is so fucking dumb that they won't go watch it, and they probably are, And and I don't mean to be a dick when I say this. But at this point, their audience has left to the point where it's such a, a minute percentage of the population that actually watches CNN in a genuine level that it probably is just this cultish, old, and, and keep in mind, a lot of CNN's re- like audience, like a lot of their so-called ra- like viewers, are literally just restaurants and airports and shit like that, where they're just on in the background. People aren't actually watching. It's just something they can throw on and not think too hard about it. People look up CC and they go, oh, okay. So that's where a lot of their views come in. For the people actually watching, like watching this program that are like people who chose to put it on, they probably are just like old people or, you know, there's not, uh, my my generation isn't really watching CNN. We're not really going to CNN for facts. Seem like we're not really watching Fox News. There might be a person on, in, on CNN somewhere that people my generation might like in the same way that people might, like the uh, people on the right in my generation like Tucker Carlson. I don't know. I Charles, for Benny Johnson, but uh, that's just me. Anyway, anyway, completely off fucking point. But they're just betting on their audience being so fucking dense and played in that they will just accept whatever is sold to them on face value and not think critically about it. So they're just saying, hey audience, this movie is this, so you don't need to go see it. But I'm sure if the audience would step outside their bubble and go see it, they would realize they're being lied to. Again, Back in the day, when CNN had this huge audience, they pulled this with Ghostbusters and told people, if you don't like Ghostbusters, you're a misogynist. And you hate women. Just for a lot of their audience back then, who were younger audience members, to be like, no, the movie just sucked. What's wrong with you, boomer?
1: Oh, he doesn't hide it at all. And you have a lot of people who are in this world of QAnon who say, oh, they don't know what that is. They've never heard of it. They're just asking questions. With somebody like Jim Caviezel, he is openly embracing it. He's openly using its catchphrases and its concepts. He's speaking at QAnon conventions. And this film is being marketed to either specific Wait, is QAnon is believers or to people who believe all of the same tenets as QAnon, but claim they don't know what it is. And The Sound of Freedom does focus on a real issue of sex trafficking Uh, but that theme it's sort of like that kernel of truth that feeds the QAnon conspiracy theory. Uh, Tell us how those two things work together. Sure, and the most durable and the most believable conspiracy theories are not entirely false. There's something in them that is true, and the rest of it is false. But the believers point to the one true thing, and they say, Oh, you don't believe that this particular thing is true. In terms of child trafficking, we know trafficking is real. We know it has real victims. No one is denying that. But these films are created out of moral panics. They're created out of bogus statistics.
0: It's because you can't deny it. It's because you can't deny it. You guys try to deny the Epstein thing, too. And you guys said the Epstein thing is not real. It's made up. It's a hoax. It's not real. It's not real. It's not real. It's not real. Our producers are not pedophiles. It's not real. It's not real. It's not real. It's not real. Don Lemon is not a creep. It's not real. It's not real. It's not real. Don Lemon did not do did not give Jesse Smollett information about the ongoing investigation violating all kinds of moral oaths and well not oaths but moral boundaries you would hope you'd have as a reporter. I say with a badge for need not work for anymore hanging in front of me anyway then again i left i left on principle so i guess that's a bit different so cnn especially has a long run of being like it's not true just for it to be like oh yeah hey mo russia hoax guys remember the three and a half fucking years of russia i do it was towards the end of the Russia hoax in 2018 when I started doing this show. I started one of the first like actual news cover, like news coverage things I talked about in this show was like the last month or two before like the the end of the Russian collusion trials. So CNN, go fuck yourself. And this Sheldon Cooper—they're created out of
1: fear—and with something like Sound of Freedom, it specifically is looking at QAnon That's concept. What I'm yeah, you can't deny it.
0: You, you, you can't deny the reality of human sex trafficking. You can't deny the, the reality of a lot of like wealthy individuals and powerful elites in our society being parts of it. So, what do you do in a movie that shines an honest light onto the situation? Where the only dishonest parts you can find are where they had to tone down the story to make it more believable to an audience? Wild. Wolf of Wall Street had to do that too. Fun fact, Wolf of Wall Street is actually hyper hyperly accurate to what happened other than the parts they had to tone down because they didn't think the audience at home would believe it true story that's wild anyway so you just conflate it you have this movie and you're like oh well may I, I can conf- we can conflate it with this bullshit conspiracy theory as far as I know, was created by either the federal government or the fucking media. Like, does anyone know where this came from? It kind of just emerged during the pandemic, didn't it? Like, a lot of psyops did
1: of these child trafficking rings that are you know, run birdies, by the high level elites and only people like tim ballard and only people like jim caviezel and by extension only people like the ticket buyer can help bring these trafficking rings down so there's a very participatory element you're not just going to see a movie you're just killing two hours on a hot day you are helping bring down these these pedophile rings and save children now it's not true but it's a very comforting and it's a very warm feeling
0: Counter, the film is actively raising money. A massive percentage of the film is either buying tickets for people. Either you can buy people tickets or you can scan the QR code and do a little little like up and sign thing. And they'll match it and buy someone a uh, a ticket on your behalf. They're also fundraising on behalf of organizations and the Underground Railroad system to save kids. So no, you're wrong. By buying a ticket and raising funds for this film and awareness for this film, you're actively raising money for a uh, a non-profit organization that for at least 12 years has been saving kids from sex trafficking and slave trafficking. So no. Fake news. You're fake fucking news. Look at the pedophiles on the fucking TV. Look at them folks. They're disgusting. Look at his dirty little... Weasley fucking face look at him he looks like he says bazinga and look at this horse-faced bitch she looks like bojack the fucked up horseman doesn't she folks look at her i'd ask you her question but she would just say nay to
1: yeah. hell
0: fucking bitch jesus i really i i lose faith in humanity sometimes and uh let's uh let's try this one more time
1: it's Thomas Stevenson with The Post Radio. Great to meet you. Um, I saw a clip online that you said you met Tim a few years back, and that's what inspired the film. Um, what was it like to get this going with him? Well,
2: you know, when you meet a hero in real life, uh, it's like when you watch a movie about heroes. Not real heroes, but, you know, Superman and Spider-Man they inspire you, right, uh, to do great things, to, you know, they inspire you to, to save lives. You, you, you walk out of the rain when I was 15 years old, I, I love hero movies because I, I wanted to become like them. But when you meet a real hero, not a science fiction hero, but a real one, it's impossible not to, you know, trying to imitate him. You know, tell me who you hang out, I'll tell you who you are. You become what you read, what you eat, who you hang out with. Ele- you know, friendship is like an elevator. Either your friends bring you up, they bring you down. So when I met Tim Butler, he brings you up. You know, I was I was in shock. I was inspired, but I was in shock too because, because of him, eight years ago when I met him, I learned about human trafficking, child trafficking specifically, in details. And I, I couldn't sleep, but I couldn't look the other way around either. So he looked at me and he said, it's very sad, now that you know it, I know, what I told you is horrible, but now that you know it, if you do nothing, Eduardo, that's horrible too, because then you're part of the problem, part of the problem, what are you going to do? Well, I'm a filmmaker, I have a weapon of mass instruction, inspiration, film, movies can move people, movies, you know, they they, they have a potential to raise awareness, to influence how people think, Um, they have the potential to... Detonate a movement, and that's when I realized okay, I have to put pause in everything that I'm doing so I can dedicate my life to make this movie, to produce this film. And together with Tim Mallard and all his team and all his friends and all the organizations that are fighting to end child trafficking around the world, hopefully, this movie will inspire so many people and bring so many people together. Because only if we come together, government, society, young people, media, we can end this terrible reality. And that's my hope as a filmmaker, that when this movie comes out on July 4th, uh, millions of people will see it and millions of people will ask the same question that I asked myself 8 years ago. What can I do to end this? And what impact do you think this will have on the country and the world? Well, I mean, my hope is uh, a big impact, positive impact. Um, a new movement that will put pressure in government, because I asked him about how come if this is a global problem, especially U.S. and Mexico, U.S. number one concern of child sex, Mexico number one provider, how come if the U.S. is the most powerful country in the world, you guys have the money, intelligence, the army, police, why don't we finish this problem? And he looked at me and he said, because it's not a priority. I cannot be the solution, Eduardo, to end this. I can be the solution for one child, for two, for 2,000. I'm talking about millions of children. It's beyond me. It's it's big. We need a movement. We need to put...
0: Oh, here we go again.
2: Pressure in government, so we...
0: <sighs> okay. And of course my mouse isn't connecting.
2: We can turn this into a priority. And if we turn this into a priority, not just for government, but for everyone...
0: What is going on with this?
2: And we'll end this. So, my motivation, I said that day, I said to myself... I
0: i really don't know what's going on with it i wonder if it's on my end or maybe it's actually just the post-millennials website but either way i uh, i gotta get ready for it so i actually have to just get going so i'm talking to you guys later
2: America's been drinking beer from a company that doesn't even know which restroom to use. That's why I created Conservative Dad's Ultra-Right 100% Woke Free Beer. As conservatives, we're constantly getting hit in the face, left and right, by the Woke Mind Virus. But the last place we want it is in our beer. If you know which bathroom to use, you know what beer you should be drinking. Stop giving money to woke corporations that hate our values. And to the rest of you woke corporations, stay that f**k away from our kids. Buy yours online in 42 states at ultrarightbeer.com. Ah, tastes like freedom.